The following program is brought to you in living color. Hi, welcome to This Week in TV History. I'm Tony Figueroa, the child of television, and this is a big deal this week. I cannot do this alone, so I seek the assistance of my beautiful wife, Donna Allen Figueroa, because she is the foremost authority on all things peanuts. Thank you. The, the comic strip, the TV specials, the music, which yes. is a whole, ah, a whole, and also the, uh, the feature films. Yes. So you have the entire franchise. And you have a library of things, peanuts. You have books, you have DVDs. I think you still have some old VHSs. I do. You have animation art. You've even visited the Charles Schultz Studio up in Santa Rosa, California. Which is a fantastic place to visit if you're a fan, even if you're not. Charles Schultz, peanuts, fascinating. He, you also visited um, his hometown. Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Where they have these wonderful little statues in the town square of all the Peanuts characters. That's right. He's a favorite son in St. Paul. So, this week marks the 50th anniversary, 55th, 55th. 55th anniversary of A Charlie Brown Christmas. The comic strip began in 1950. So that means the comic strip is 70 years old this year. Do you believe that? 70 years old. It was slow starting, but once again in popularity, it never went back. So it was Peanuts featuring good old, good old Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown, right? Snoopy came along later. Linus came along later. Sally came along later. Franklin oh, came along later. much, much later. Yeah. So I do know a little bit. You do. Now, You've been just, around me a long time. <laughs> yes. Now, and, 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 and there's Google. But I do know a lot just <laughs> from growing up. So this week marks the 55th anniversary of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Of all the Christmas specials that we grew up watching. You have that. You have uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So why don't you let me quickly. Quickly rank them all. Rank them all. Number one, a Charlie Brown Christmas and everything else. Fair enough. In sure. my own humble opinion. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. All due respect to Rankin and Bass. All due respect Excellent. to Dr. Seuss. Excellent. And the others. And, like, <laughs> and the rest. And the rest, like Gilligan's <laughs> Island. Okay. So, since you have this very biased point of view, why is this one so special and why is this one so important? Well... If a Charlie Brown Christmas came along today, if it was created today, I don't think it ever would have made it on the air. The first appearance of Peanuts on television, live animation, was in a Ford commercial in 1961. Uh, Bill Melendez did the mm -hmm. animation. Um, Lee Mendelssohn uh, would do a documentary on Peanuts and Charles Schultz. Uh, he could afford about two minutes of animation. Charles Schultz referred him to Bill Melendez. Uh, Charles Schultz and Lee Mendelssohn finished the documentary. Lee Mendelssohn needed music, and he always liked jazz. So he's up in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I believe he was actually driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and heard a song, Cast Your Fate to the Wind, by Vince Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi turned out to be a fan of Peanuts. And yes, of course, he would do the music for this documentary. In fact, that's where Linus and Lucy came about. I wanted to ask you about that because that's the, I would say, the anthem. Yeah, a lot of people refer to it as the Peanuts theme. 
And it's called Linus and Lucy. Linus and Lucy. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun, okay. Oh, so familiar with that. Which was our recessional at our yes, wedding. It, yes, it was. I remember those things. That's yeah. another story. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, Lee Mendelssohn could not sell this documentary. Okay. The end. Maybe. Uh, but a short time later, the Peanuts characters appeared on the cover of Time magazine. Shortly after this appearance on Time, Lee Mendelssohn received a phone call from the uh, McCann Erickson Advertising Agency in New York City. And he thought, finally, I've sold my documentary. They weren't interested in the documentary. They had a question. Have you ever considered doing a Peanuts TV special? Sure. He called (laughs) Charles Schultz. Uh, These are how some of the best decisions are made. Yeah. What the hell? Why not? Okay. Uh, Coca-Cola was the advertiser. Uh, they wanted an outline, like, immediately. So uh, he calls Charles Schultz, who was open to the idea. They met. They brainstormed. Charles Schultz had some very specific ideas. He wanted a scene with ice skating. He wanted mm-hmm. a school play. Most importantly, he wanted his special to deal with the true meaning of Christmas, the birth of Christ. So they submitted the outline. It was approved. Now it's April. They wanted to put it on the air in December, which in the world of animation is no time at all. But of course, Lee Mendelssohn, sure, we can do it. So you're talking about six months and change. Yes. Yeah. Um, Bill Melendez was contacted. Remember, he'd done the original television commercial. Uh, they hired children to actually be the voices of the Peanuts characters. I mean, that's something else that Charles Schultz wanted. I mean, at the time, you, you had children in a cartoon, yeah. you had adults. Pebbles was, um, I think, B. Baron Garrett. So mm-hmm. it was just one of the adult actors. Yeah, it was just, just a gig that actors had. But who's going to use real children? Uh, the voices were recorded. The animation was done quickly. It was shown to the advertising agency the week before it was aired, and they weren't impressed. So wait a second. It it, it aired on December 9th. 1965. 1965. Mm -hmm. So December. This is the week before. December 1st, 2nd, 3rd. That's when they saw the finished. Yes. And uh, they weren't impressed. Everything was wrong. The music was wrong. The children's voices were wrong. The religious theme, how could you put that on television? I mean, that was wrong. But it was going to air the next week. They didn't have anything else to put in the time slot. And they actually told Lee Mendelssohn that maybe Peanuts just belonged on the strip. The critics liked it. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had seen uh, this also before it aired. They were encouraging audiences to watch it, which is what the creative team know if anybody would watch it. The Charlie Brown Christmas was second to Bonanza that week. So uh, second highest rated show. And at that time, Bonanza dominated uh, Sunday yes, night. Sunday if nights. Anything that went up against Bonanza failed until I think the Smothers Brothers a few years later. Yes, but, but Charlie Brown Christmas did extremely well. Charlie Brown Christmas became a holiday classic that would air for years. 
Shortly, days after it aired, CBS had ordered four more Peanuts specials. So the Great Pumpkin, that would be the following October. Yes. So, and... Oh, uh, let's see, Charlie Brown's All-Stars, you love Charlie Brown. Uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, okay, so Charlie Brown's All-Stars, I remember that. Yes, the baseball, baseball one. one. Yeah, I, that one always got to me because of Linus's mm -hmm. blanket. Uh, and... And then later, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and then we'd, we'd get into the 70s when we got to the East yes. Eagle and played again, Charlie Brown. And uh, I mean, to date, there have been 45 Peanuts specials. But this is the one that we talk about. This is the one. That, so that and The Great Pumpkin. Yeah, so those two. All right. And remember, uh, years later, uh, the creative team would do other Christmas, Peanuts Christmas specials. So it's Christmas time again, Charlie Brown, which was actually inspired by the Saturday morning TV series. Uh, there was one um, scene that took place at the school play, and that was later expanded upon and became its Christmas time again, Charlie Brown. But a lot of the, the other specials, they were just like little vignettes. They were not, were any of them like a complete story, yes. beginning, middle, and end? It's uh, the uh, television show mm -hmm. uh, back in the 70s, was you're talking about the, the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show? Yes. Okay. Saturday Saturday morning. I love that. Yeah, it, it was fun. But again, it, a lot of these to me looked like they were just animated versions the of a com strip, comic strips. Yeah. So it would be like if you read the Sunday one, and it would be the setup, the punchline, and then move to the next gag. Okay. But the um, other peanut specials were beginning, middle, and end. Now there was um, CBS at one point expanded A Charlie Brown Christmas, what we grew up with was actually edited. There were a few extra scenes, the kids throwing the snowballs at the cans on the wall. Uh, that was added, just, just a few seconds. So it went over and one year CBS decided that they wanted the series, uh, they wanted the Peanuts block to be one hour. So they created uh, Charlie Brown Christmas Tales which was short vignettes by mm -hmm. some of the major characters, which is actually very sweet. It is very well done. And then later, uh, All I Want for Christmas is a Dog Charlie Brown, which was a one-hour television special. And I remember you know, reading the strip. There were storylines that could go into the strip, that you, that you could have a story that could carry on for weeks, especially in yes. the summertime when yes. kids were at home. So like uh, introduction of Snoopy's brother Spike or Snoopy mm -hmm. getting married. And so you would have weeks. You, you remember those, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. And I remember one of them became a, a TV special. Which the, one? The one where Snoopy get, gets married. Ah. Snoopy gets married, married to a French, or Snoopy is engaged to a French poodle. Wait, no spoilers here. Don't yeah, worry, don't worry. But it is. it does introduce Spike to the animated world of Peanuts. He was introduced earlier on. Um, yeah, Spike was going to bite the stupid cat next door that we, yeah. So all of those gags were later added, but horrible digression. Um, uh, <laughs> but, so Peanuts originally aired on CBS. It would eventually move to ABC. And then this year, to the shock of many, Peanuts was leaving network television. It was going to Apple Plus TV, yeah. where, where everybody would have access to it for free. But... PBS, uh, a deal was struck with PBS this year. A Charlie Brown Christmas will be on network television, PBS. 
I believe it is Sunday, December 13th, 7.30, that's 6.30 Central Time, and I believe it will be aired commercial-free. should be great. I, I, I always think of Dolly Madison, because when I was mm -hmm. growing up, all those specials were sponsored by Dolly Madison, and then the commercials would feature the Peanuts characters. And, I remember and it's funny that you mentioned commercials. Yeah. Because part of A Charlie Brown Christmas, of course, deals with the commercialism of Which Christmas. I always find funny because you you have a sponsor when it originally came out, Coca-Cola, Coca right? Coca-Cola basically gave us our modern Santa. Yes. Okay, so they're, they're no stranger to Christmas. But the whole point of the special is it's criticizing the commercialism of the holiday. <laughs> Which I, I would also think at that time period, you know, okay, the kids and, and the religious themes and jazz, which and I jazz. guess was, oh. you know, well, you know, that could lead to dancing. But you, uh, uh, Charlie Brown, but, Christmas, which has been re-released several times, uh, well point was the number one jazz album, especially amongst baby boomers. But, I mean, not this Christmas, obviously, because we're not going out anywhere, but I think it's normal that I would go to any mall in America and if it's Christmas time, the door is open, odds are I'm going to hear something from that soundtrack while oh, I'm yeah. in that mall. Of course. I'm probably going to hear that over any of the Rankin and Bass or, or uh, the Grinch themes, but it's usually, what would you say, Christmas time, time is here, or... Linus and Lucy. Linus and Lucy. At every, any time of year. Yeah, but any of those songs of, I can never pronounce it right, for Elise, did I say it right? Ah, uh, the Beethoven. Yeah, the Beethoven. Yeah. And that's oh, another thing. The the um original special. Uh, Charles Schultz wanted a combination of the jazz with music, so you have different musical styles, which was wrong. It which turned like out to jazz. be successful. Which then again, jazz was kind of a staple throughout most of the franchise. And then Scarlatti. And then later, if there was an adult, it was a jazz slide trombone. Yes. Charlie so Brown's teacher. Charlie Brown's teacher. So that would be added in later. So jazz was always a very important part of that. And when Vince Guaraldi was no longer with us, uh, David Benoit took over. Uh, took over as music director. So. And there's a plethora of Vince Guaraldi oh, yes. CDs out there available. So if you like that stuff. Uh, I want to go back to a couple of things. So the children doing the voiceover, mm -hmm. these were not Hollywood kids. Many were. Many were? Okay. Several, several were. Because I think the use of children was perfect, especially with the character of Sally. Who could not read. So she was given all of her lines which with, uh, one by one. She was fed her lines one by one. And it comes out so, be so beautifully, especially when she's saying, all I want is what's coming to me. All I want is my, my fair, fair share. share. I mean, that is such a beautifully delivered line. It is one of my favorite lines in all of that. Also, imagine a child having to read Linus's part. I mean... Which is the, the, that, the climax, uh, the reading right from the Bible. Yeah. That's something that's a challenge for grown-up actors. So that would be, you know, for a child to be able to read it and maybe not fully understand the impact of the material that they're reading. Because they know... They probably know the story of the nativity, baby Jesus, three wise men come, bring gifts, that's why we give. So to read, you know, and, you know, I think you, I think you read the King James Version. Yes. Which. That's what Christmas is all about. And that's what Christmas is all about. And so, set it up over there. Uh, there was no laugh track. No? The, did which, the, the cartoons have laugh tracks? Some cartoons did have okay. laugh tracks. Bad Albert had a laugh track. 
That was much later. That it was not. Well, that was guess, later. Yeah, it was later. But the cartoons did have a laugh track, and I understand that was one of the things that they thought. Okay, people need to know where the jokes are. Charles Schultz wanted to keep things as simple as possible. The strip was simple. His television special was going to be simple. All right. Anything left of this special? I just can't wait to watch it again this year so my Christmas season can officially begin. And you are one. You have a copy. I'm looking at it right over there. Mm -hmm. You have it. Uh, and since I've known you, you've had it on VHS. You've had it on DVD. I'm sure you're going to get it on Blu-ray sometime in the near future. So you always have copies of it. Yes. But it is very important to you to watch yes. it when it airs. You don't I'm not alone in that. I'm not you, alone. You don't even DVR. You have to be in front of the TV at the time of broadcast. And I will be on Sunday, December 13th at 7.30 p.m., 6.30 Central. Excellent. And we're going to pause right here, but we'll have more TV history right after this message. So, since you're here with me, and it was your idea that I do this, I want you to have the final word. Happy holidays. This is all one big experiment, you know. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. All right, you're ready. You're always ready. Yeah. I'm never ready because I'm doing five different things at the same time. This is how Sonny and Cher started. Okay. Yeah. You say so. Well, he never remembered his lines because he was always busy doing all the other stuff. He was busy stuff. being the producer. He was busy being the producer. Cher sure. had her lines. So they'd be doing the sketches. Cher would have all the lines and all the zingers and all that stuff. And he didn't have the setups memorized. So, so you're the producer. And I'm, yeah. And I'm just talent. You're just talent. <sighs> yes. 